0: Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the Heming Brainiac List podcast. We're going to discuss chapter 11, then we're going to read the last chapter of the book. I guess that means we've got one more podcast to do, because we'll have to discuss that chapter. So, we'll do a wrap-up episode, a wrap-up podcast. We'll discuss chapter 12 and the novel. The journey, the whole thing. Uh, and we'll also try to get as many bee analogies in there as possible. Uh, but wow, can you believe that? Can you believe we're finished? Doesn't that feel weird? Um, tomorrow, Karakikasa has been kind enough to organise a get-together, a virtual get-together to celebrate finishing the book. And just to celebrate, I don't know, the year, I guess. Have a look on the A Year of War and Peace subreddit for a post from a few days ago. It's called An End of Book Get Together. The Invitation, um, or there's an, there's an Eventbrite event um, with free tickets. You don't have to pay to do it, obviously. But... Um, but it's called. If you go on Eventbrite and search for events, type in "Defenders of War and Peace," and you should be able to find it. So it's—I don't know how to tell you what time it or what time it is in your local time. But the good thing about Eventbrite is that it translates it into your uh, local time, and that's why Karakikasa has used Eventbrite to. Deal with the bookings because, yeah, we don't have to worry about all the different time zones. So for me, it's at 2 p.m. But I think if you're in America, it's probably at a very different time. Anywho, um, jump on there, Eventbrite, search for the event, Defenders of War and Peace, and I'll see you there. So it starts, for me, it starts at 2 p.m. I'm going to be online for, from 2 p.m. Now, the event is scheduled as a 24-hour event, but I think I don't know if that was a mistake or what, because obviously we're not going to be doing a 24-hour get-together. So it starts at 2 p.m. I guess Karakikast just put it as a full-day event because they didn't know how long to schedule it for. So, yeah, I'll be there from the start for an hour, maybe two. Um, So, yeah, jump on. I hope to see you there. We'll uh, raise a beer to one another. Chapter 11. What is your understanding of Tolstoy's argument in this chapter, and what do you think the final chapter will offer us? Oh yeah, sorry, there was another thing I wanted to say before we dive into those discussion prompts. Um, after the wrap-up, we'll be heading. I'll, I'll be heading back over to the Hemingway List subreddit, so if you're not a subscriber there, jump over and subscribe and continue this reading journey with us if you wish to do so we'll be starting Buttonbrooks Brooks uh, on the 1st of January we'll also be reading a couple of poems and short stories in the meantime in a few days in between so that would be awesome if you'd come over uh, okay J-808 says the fact that I'm still reading this epilogue is proof that there is no free will <laughs> uh, fair enough uh, Rye Bread Egg says this is horrible as a celebration tomorrow I might have a Moscow mule are we going to debrief after this I feel like we went through something together and before parting ways we should discuss our feelings on this epilogue Haha, I will not hold back well Rye Bread Egg as I said there's a zoom party tomorrow to celebrate um, via Eventbrite Defenders of War and Peace so please do um, come and do not hold back Give us your feelings. FDLP1 says, oh no, by moving away from the infinitesimally small to the larger properties of the universe, the chance of one last B metaphor is dwindling. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't like your chances. I do not like your chances. Twisted Every Way says, guys, tomorrow we finish. That's all I got to say about this chapter. Um... Kara says, I think I mustered just about as much as I can say on free will, but let me take this chance to remind people to come to the event tomorrow. We're almost there. There's a link to the Eventbrite. Cool. Order from Chaos says, F me. These chapters have been a slog. It's a shame that a book that has gripped me and made me feel things for the entirety of 2021 is making my eyes glaze over like this for the final stages it's like the last furlong of a marathon one last bush yep we're all sharing the same sentiment but hey we're one chapter away and then it's just then you just cruise through to new year you know the year is done (laughs) put your feet up here we go then shall we read it chapter 12 it's really short too we're minutes away from finishing this book people Chapter 12. From the time the law of Copernicus was discovered and proved, the mere recognition of the fact that it was not the sun but the earth that moves sufficed to destroy the whole cosmography of the ancients. By disproving that law, it might have been possible to retain the old conception of the movement of the bodies, but without disproving it, it would seem impossible to continue studying the Ptolemaic worlds. But even after the discovery of the law of Copernicus, the Ptolemaic worlds were still studied for a long time. From time, sorry, from the time the first person said and proved that the number of births or of crimes is subject to mathematical laws and that this or that mode of government is determined by certain geographical and economic conditions and that certain relations of population to soil, produce, migrations of peoples, the foundations on which history had been built, were destroyed in their essence. By refuting these new laws, the former view of history might have been retained, but without refuting them, it would seem impossible to continue studying historic events as a result of man's free will. For if a certain mode of government was established, or certain migrations of peoples took place in consequence of such and such geographic ethnographic, or economic conditions, ethnographic, that was meant to be, sorry, or economic conditions, then the free will of those individuals who appear to us to have established that mode of government, or occasioned the migrations, can no longer be regarded as the cause. And yet the former history continues to be studied side by side with the laws of statistics, geography, political, economy, comparative philology, and geology, which directly contradict its assumptions. The struggle between the old views and the new was long and stubbornly fought out in physical philosophy. Theology stood on guard for the old views and accused the new of violating revelation. But when truth conquered, theology established itself just as firmly on the new foundation. Just as prolonged and stubborn is the struggle now proceeding between the old and the new conception of history and theology in the same way stands on guard for the old view and accuses the new view of subverting revelation. In the one case as in the other, one, both, on both sides the struggle provokes passion and stifles truth. On the other hand there is fear and regret for the loss of the whole edifice constructed through the ages. On the other is the passion for destruction. To the men who fought against the rising truths of physical philosophy it seemed that if they admitted that truth is, it would destroy faith in God, in the creation of the firmament, and in the miracle of Joshua, the the son of Nun. To the defenders of the laws of Copernicus and Newton, to Voltaire, for example, it seemed that the laws of astronomy destroyed religion, and he utilized the law of gravitation as a weapon against religion. Just so, it now seems as if we have only to admit the law of inevitability to destroy the conception of the soul of good and evil, and all the institutions of state and church that have been built up on those conceptions. So too, like Voltaire in his time, uninvited the defenders of the law of inevitability to today, use that law as a weapon against religion, though the law of inevitability is in history like the law of Copernicus in astronomy, far from destroying even strengthens the foundation on which the institutions of state and church are erected. As in the question of astronomy then, so in the question of history now, the whole difference of opinion is based on the recognition, or non-recognition, of something absolute, serving as the measure of visible phenomena. In astronomy, it was the immovability of the earth. In history, it is the independence of personality, free will. As with astronomy... The difficulty of recognizing the motion of the Earth lay in abandoning the immediate sensation of the Earth's fixity and of the motion of the planets. So in history, the difficulty of recognizing the subjection of personality to the laws of space-time and cause lies in renouncing the direct feeling of the independence of one's own personality. But as in astronomy the New View said, it is true that we do not feel the movement of the Earth... But by admitting its immobility, we arrive at absurdity, while by admitting its motion, which we do not feel, we arrive at laws. So also in history, the new view says, it is true that we are not conscious of our dependence, but by admitting our free will, we arrive at absurdity, while by admitting our dependence on the external world, on time and on cause, we arrive at laws. In the first case, it was necessary to renounce the consciousness of an unreal immobility in space and to recognize a motion we did not feel. In the present case, it is similarly necessary to renounce a freedom that does not exist and to recognize a dependence of which we are not conscious. End of the Project Gutenberg eBook of War and Peace That's the end. In the first case, it was necessary to renounce the consciousness of an unreal immobility in space, and to recognize a motion we did not feel. In the present case, it is similarly necessary to renounce a freedom that does not exist, and to recognize a dependence of which we are not conscious. So I want give you that last line again, because it's, well, it's the last line of an epic so, carries a lot of weight all right. how do you feel? There's a lot to um consider in a book like that but without considering all that I just ask you that, how do you feel alright, hey thanks for listening, I'll see you tomorrow